are listening to Kenyan Voices. This is a podcast that touches on themes about Kenya, its people, and contemporary culture. We also invite guests, probe them about themselves, their stories, lessons they've learned, and how to make a difference. Today is March 15th, 2020. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Kenyan Voices podcast. My name is Machera Sawi. I live and work in Austin, Texas, USA. And before we move on, I would like us to, to introduce the members of the team here today. Fiona lives uh, and works in South Africa. Hi, Fiona. Hi, Mash. How are you? I'm fine. And then we have Evans. Evans lives and works in Toronto, Canada. Hi, hi Evans. Actually, Ottawa, but uh, hello. How are you doing? Oh, <laughs> easy mistake. Close enough. Close enough. And then we have um, we have Eunice. Eunice lives and works in Helsinki, Finland. Hi, Eunice. Oh, hi. So today, um, we obviously know what's going on around the world. Um, the COVID nineteen has been declared by the World Health Organization as a pandemic, and we all live in different parts of the world. Uh, but before I start, I would like us to briefly just comment about what you're seeing around you, what your concerns are, fears, um, expectations of what the future may look like. Fiona, do you want to start? Yeah, so um, I guess this is something that we have never actually seen before and hopefully we'll never see again, just from an impact perspective and um, even the fear and all the things that have to be done to contain this thing. So um, South Africa today, we are, as of today, we are at 61 cases and um, the president just addressed uh, the nation um, about an hour ago. And, um, you know, lots of measures have been put in place to, to limit large gatherings, schools will be closed, ports of entry will be closed. Um, Non-essential travel has been banned for government and has been, um, there's an advisory that, you know, don't travel unless it's absolutely necessary and this is for everybody. Um, so a lot of changes and it's, it's, you can already see the impacts on, on people, on companies, on business, on the financial system. So, so are you going, are you going to work uh, tomorrow on Monday? Do you plan? We actually have a work WhatsApp group and we were, I was actually asking the question because the, gov the, the president has banned gatherings of over 100 people. And uh, I work in a building where we're at least 1,500. So I was asking, does this constitute a large gathering or what does this mean? Um, okay. Yeah, so I, I'm still waiting for an answer. I strongly suspect that we will have to work from home, but there has been no communication uh, well, again, this is a Sunday that the announcement is being made. So I expect from yeah. tomorrow we'll start to get clear communication. But a lot of companies are already working from home. Yeah. Okay. Evans, mm -hmm. what, is, what is going on in uh, Ottawa, Canada? Sure. What are you, what are you seeing? Uh, you know, it's, it's pretty much the same as you would expect from anywhere. Um, there, there really isn't much that I think makes Ottawa unique from, from any other place. Um, you just have people trying to do the best they can to stay informed and, you know, take precautions. So, and, and as far as, you know, uh, 
personally getting prepared and all that, um, there there really isn't too too much I I say I can do. Um, I'm I'm the sort of person who <clears throat> goes to um, I don't know how to, I don't know how to phrase this, but I I don't uh, I I just think in uh, in terms of practically what's the worst case that could happen and when i when i did the mental the quick mental math in my head i was like okay the worst thing that could happen is i get infected and there's a you know there's like there's a good chance that that might happen <clears throat> so i looked at the stats for you know my specific age group and and this and that and i was like okay well if if it happens this is what i have to deal with these are the symptoms and then from there you just do the best you can not to you know, not to uh, expose yourself, um, but at the same time, also, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, trying, trying as, as well not to get overwhelmed because I think there's there's also a a risk of getting um, too, I guess, taken over by by the whole thing. So for me, that's it. Uh, so far, I seem pretty healthy. Uh, I don't see, I, I haven't seen anything that is alarming. Uh, Have you gone I to the like, grocery store? To the, or the supermarket or whatever you call it over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have been to the grocery store. I've, you know, I, I, I really, uh, as you would, as you would expect, uh, same as elsewhere, there are some supplies that seem to be, you know, more, more uh, in demand now than, than other times. <laughs> Uh, so those yes, but it's food, though, right? Those have been cleared, cleared out. Yeah, uh, food, food is pretty much available. Um, I haven't seen okay. any food shortage. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Okay, Eunice. Um, so I spoke with Eunice briefly this morning, and we weren't even sure if she was going to make it to the show today. And um, she's not feeling well. And so when I asked her what's going on. Um, she said she was actually, she had been taken ill. So Eunice, briefly, if you can just talk about your situation, um, how you got there. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know what to say. Um, yes. So you are actually ill and you have the, you are, were you diagnosed? Um, uh, did you take a test? Uh, so this is what they're doing because there are not enough tests. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a number you call and uh, mm -hmm. uh, you give your symptoms. And then they, they kind of like go through your symptoms because you're not supposed to go there. And then they actually just give you a diagnosis. And uh, my okay. symptoms so, were 100%. So Personally, how are you feeling? I'm miserable. Um, <clears throat> Uh, I mean, uh, on Thursday, I just started with a sore throat and uh, and a cough and uh, a dry cough. There's no mucus, there's no nothing, uh, a headache and some muscle pain, you know. So yeah. uh, that's when you call the, the coronavirus number when you get those kind of symptoms. And then uh, so that has proceeded on to be uh, breathing problems. and. Um, and extreme fatigue, uh, and they still tell me that it's not bad enough. So I still have to stay home. And of course, uh, so, I have these body chills, you know, body chills and fever. So 
at the yeah. moment I'm on the maximum dose of uh, paracetamol and uh, ibuprofen and the cough syrup. So I'm a bit high and I'm a bit, you know, everything. So is this, do these symptoms feel like malaria symptoms um, um, in as far as everything else other than their breathing, breathing issues? Yeah, actually, if I was in Kenya, I would have said I had malaria. And and that that's one of my major concerns. I was saying that when this thing hits Kenya, people would think that they have malaria. Yeah. But the the it's 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 going uh, so fast, really really fast. How many people are by the numbers? Just by the numbers, because obviously we all are just paying attention to our to the big stories. Italy was a big news story for a while. Then um, I think South Korea, and then Iran. In Finland, how many? What is the, what are the numbers looking like? Uh, I think is that they are reporting like I don't know two hundred and twenty four, uh, but those are the people who are like in hospital, quarantined in hospital. Uh, those of us yeah. who are quarantined at home are not counted. So the okay. estimates are like the number is probably ten times higher. Wow. Yeah. And deaths? How many deaths? Uh, no so deaths far. yet so far. Oh, okay. Yeah. The the stupid thing that they're doing here is that when you call the coronavirus number and uh, and uh, and you give them your age and you know how you're feeling mm-hmm. and they they tell you yeah it's coronavirus but uh, you're not in the risk group stay home. Uh, and I understand the logic that, you know, uh, the doctor told me even if I go to hospital, there's nothing they can do for me other than give me oxygen. But it's really not a very good feeling. I feel like I'm dying. But, you know, I just have to just power through it. Um. So, sorry to hear that, Eunice. Hopefully you, you feel better soon. Um. So you live with your husband and so... Is he, are you mingling in the house? Is he, are you quarantined in a separate room? How, what is that situation like? Uh, yeah, I say as separate as possible from them. So, what do you mean possible? Can you, can you talk about that? Uh, uh, like I, I do things separately. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's not very much interaction. But you know, my son is okay. four. He doesn't understand why I, I I cannot hug him or I can like I'm distant. So yeah, yeah, there's a difficulty. So he he he's not like strictly quarantined himself. Uh, but then um, uh, the 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 doctor did make me understand that for kids this is nothing. Mm-hmm. They at least they they are yeah. no so far the kids are carriers they are not uh, getting sick. Is he going to daycare? Yeah, he's going to daycare. It's very interesting. Uh, on 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 Tuesday, I went to to his daycare to pick him up, and uh, uh, when I was there, I saw you know kids licking everything. They were licking the doors. They were licking the floors. <laughs> you know, because kids lick everything. And I remember joking yeah. with the teacher, and I told her, I told her that the amount of people who are gonna get coronavirus from these kids is ridiculous. You see how they are licking stuff; they're spreading it. Yeah, and they're safe, and the kids are safe, so they just yeah. spread it. Yeah, and then I went down two days later. So I, uh, I mean, people ask me even uh, the hospital; they're asking me like, "Where did you get it from?" I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, yeah. Paul, son. But, uh, you know, we keep, we're keeping our fingers crossed. Hopefully you get better soon. 
Um, you 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 in your mid thirties, so you're, I think you're fine. Yeah. So for me here in Austin, over the last one week, things have changed really quick. So now we were told when I left work on Friday, I was told that if we want, our my supervisor called and said sent an email and said whoever wants to work from home, just go ahead and do that. So um, I think I'll be working from home all of next week, and I don't know. I don't know how long. Honestly, if you ask me, I think this thing is going to be to get really bad before it gets better. And then my wife is also got a similar memo from her work, and so she's going to work from home as well. And my son normally goes to daycare. We obviously, um, like you said, Eunice. The daycare, I mean, there's just so much you can do with kids. They, they, they touch everything. They touch everything, lick their fingers. They, um, the silver lining is obviously they're, they're, they're not being affected. Um, but they will be the ones who are spreading. So in that sense, I'm comforted that now he, he doesn't have to go to work. So he won't have to bring, to bring anything home. But again, as when we, I spoke with you this morning, and you told me that you think you know that you had been diagnosed um, with a, with an illness, after thinking about it for some time, my thought was actually you guys may be the lucky ones, who the, the ones who have caught it right now, when the system, when the healthcare system is still able to handle cases. So you actually could be the lucky ones, and then so because think about it. So like the the German Chancellor said the other day, and this has been corroborated by many scientists um, who have modeled how this kind of viruses can affect the human population. So she said she thinks that 70% of Germans will be infected. So if you have 70% people of the people getting infected, and then you have about 15% needing hospitalization, th that's the big concern. So for the people who are getting infected now, I think and obviously maybe develop some sort of an immune response. You know, you could argue that you're the lucky ones, so I think there's a silver lining. Seeing what happened in China, what happened in Iran, Italy, the responses that the governments are, uh, the measures that governments are trying to, to take and citizens are trying to take to sort of try to contain the spread or slow down the spread. What do you think the next few weeks, a uh, few months will look like? Just spend one minute and, um, and and just share your thoughts. Fiona, if you want to go ahead. Um, yeah, so I think it's very uncertain times that we're living, uh, we're, we're living in. It's, it's really difficult to predict. I mean, when this thing started, I don't think we understood how... Um, how big it was going to be and the impact that it's, it, it was going to have on our lives individually, you know, on our work, on countries. I mean, the impact on economies is huge. In whatever industry you are in, you're already impacted. Talk about hospitality and entertainment and travel and airlines and, um, you know, banks, everybody's affected. So it's, 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 it's really difficult to, we didn't see this coming. Um, so it's, it's, it's really, it's really interesting times that we're living in, but I, but I have to say, um, you know, I've seen, I can't really say private sector, but I've seen 
at work, there has been so much that has been happening before the government came and announced what they were doing. So at work already for the past two weeks, we've been getting updates. And for the past week, we've been getting um, updates daily, in fact, several times a day you know, just updating us on what they're doing and what the situation is like. Teams have been established to deal with this crisis. So, yeah. um, you know, I've seen the response there. Even even with, you know, with other institutions like my church, for example, my church already had a response for, um, you know, the coronavirus, how, how our interactions are supposed to be, you know, what they're doing. We have a crisis response team already. Okay. And this was ahead of anything that, you know, that has been um, a national directive. Although I do have to say, um, when the when the president addressed the the, the nation today, it was yeah. you know he, they have they have done a lot and they have thought it through in terms of what to do. It's just that I think, of course, they're limited in in what they can do because the impact is so severe, you know, on yeah. employment and on on people and on the healthcare system and on the economy. So um, it's almost a, an, an, an hourly update. Like now there's a press conference today. They say 10 o'clock tomorrow, they're making another statement. And I expect yeah. that will be the nature of how things will be. Every hour things will be changing. And, you know, but yeah, I think, I think overall there's been, there's been a lot of work happening, which, which is great. Okay. Evans, do you want to go next? What do you think is going to happen in the next few months, few weeks? It's it's tough to say, man. It's tough to say. But what what I do know is that uh, you know, I, eventually, I mean, I've seen a few models, I've read a few articles and everything, but I think eventually what what everyone knows is that, you know, we will get through it, right? It's just the in between that's a little rough and and unknown. So, you know, I mean, we've we've seen some pretty some pretty bad stuff um in the past and and uh specifically what interestingly enough um you know pe- people on a personal level uh, go through you know quite trying times let's say right without seeming insensitive i'm like you know because i haven't been affected personally like i don't have the virus uh, to me, it's it's still I, I can I can try and internalize what it would be like, but but really, it, that is stretching the limits of of my imagination to imagine what it would feel like, right? So, I can look at the TV and I can look at the news and I was like, oh, it, it's terrible. I I understand that on a on a mental level, but then, um, what I say is, you know after a few minutes or after a few hours, you, you eventually revert to your baseline, right? Uh, and so obviously the baseline for me would be something totally different than somebody else who is, let's say some, for, for Eunice, our baseline is def- definitely way different than mine. Uh, but I think that, uh, you know, even, even without the coronavirus, just life is, is that way in the sense that you'll always have Maybe not always, but once in a while you're guaranteed tough times, and that's the yeah. only—that's to me the only—that's the only guarantee in life is tough times. Um, yeah. So I think I think if if you ask most people, they'll say they've actually gone through things that were a whole lot more um, impactful than this. Um, but because they they were dealing with those things on a personal level, uh, there was no. 
knowledge outside of themselves that they're dealing with whatever it is they're dealing with and they still yeah. made it through so i think i think we'll make it through it's just a matter of dealing with the in between you know and 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 keeping keeping your chin up i guess i think that's you know that's a good mindset to have as uh, personally i've paid close attention to it ever since you know the, the things started going downhill in china and now it's now we know someone who has it or who's been diagnosed but my biggest concern is like what it's going to do to the economy be even beyond thinking about you know the people that may actually uh, end up being affected directly which i think eventually we are all going to get the coronavirus all of us are going to be it's going to be like the flu um how how we are going to come out of it after you know someone gets infected i don't know all of us all of us yeah yeah, yeah i think so I think I think all of us are going to be infected. That's that's a very we'll bold statement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm watching like you know that it's so powerful. I mean, this thing is invisible. Like that's the and it spreads the coronaviruses from like um, what scientists are saying. It can sit, you know, if someone touches a surface, that thing can stay alive on metal for twelve hours. Um, it can stay alive on fabric. I, I don't know. I don't remember the numbers for several hours on fabric. So, um, for anybody to think that it's not eventually going to affect us all, I, I don't. I think that's unrealistic. Um, so I think eventually it will affect us all. So some people, some people, maybe it may take a year and a half, but I think eventually it will affect us all. The big question is, is it going to be mutating like the flu virus? so that every few months you get it again or every few or or you know um and are we going to be left with a population of no elderly people you know that's those are really my concerns and then now beyond that imagine what's going to happen to the economies you know all sports activities cancelled there's no uh, the hospitality industry like you were saying Fiona uh restaurants hotels um and then think about aviation industry um traveling um how are we going to live our lives so that those are my biggest fears and concerns um Eunice, if you if you still have the strength to say something you can go ahead and share what you think the outlook is going to be like actually i, I agree with you much i think um I think everybody's going mm-hmm. to get it. Um, I, I, for one, don't like. Uh, I mean, situations change really fast. Like last week, I was joking yeah. about it. You know, uh, it's like a flu, and then you get it, and God, it's like you've been hit by a train. So uh, then you you understand. Uh, why people do the things they do. For example, the, the ceasing of hoarding food. Uh, when I was quarantined, mm-hmm. we didn't have anything here because we had decided that we are not going to panic. And then uh, yeah. my husband went out looking for food and there was no food. He spent three hours yesterday oh, going no. from supermarket to supermarket looking for food. <sighs> so yeah. that's when we were like, yeah, now we and if both of us had been quarantined, we would have been in a lot of trouble. So is it legally quarantined? Are you not required once you report yourself and they tell you, okay, we think you have it or you have it, 
um is it are you legally obligated to stay in your home yes you are legally required to stay there it's a criminal offense to leave mm. so and are they enforcing it um well finland, what does the enforcement look like Finland is not like uh, it's a different culture. Uh, it works with the with the principle of mutual trust, mm. and people here really follow the rules. Like today, I told my husband to take me outside. I can ride a bike just like on the path outside our home, <laughs> and he freaked. Was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> So, so, so you guys take the honor system very, uh, very, very seriously. Very seriously. If you are told you're quarantined, you're quarantined, uh, uh, because I don't want other people to be affected and feel the way I'm feeling right now. Hmm. Um, our neighbor here has a heart condition, so yeah. I'm staying as far away from her. I, I have not gone outside my door. Yeah. If and she gets it, she dies. And that's the biggest concern, guys. I mean, the healthcare industry is not on pause. So the people who are sick with any other conditions, uh, the mm. people who have cancer and their immunity is impaired or any other physical condition, imagine, you know, if a young person gets this thing and you have you have issues with breathing. Breathing is the most basic thing that, you know, a person needs. Like those people will be affected adversely. So, um, yeah, like Eunice, you were saying, um, you try as much as you can to to and hope that you don't pass this thing on to your neighbors but like i mean i think we eventually it's going to spread it's going to spread because uh, uh, at least i know several people who have it here in helsinki they have zero symptoms wow how do they know they had it yeah how do they uh, know they uh one person went for a private test oh mm. so uh, well they, they were like, eh, you know, it came from Austria, and Austria is a hot zone. Uh, he came, and and the the hospital was like, yeah, you don't have any symptoms, go home. And then he was like, maybe I need to test. And then he went tested him, his wife and his kids. They were all positive with zero symptoms. Yeah, and that's the fear. I mean, like like in the U.S., the U.S. is doing a really terrible job like that you're pretty much not testing anybody so how is they, it being done in the u.s the last, the last time i checked they, they've done like 4,500 tests you know at south korea is doing 15,000 a day um so but in the in, so the, the i think the weakness about the u.s system is um the federal government is very toothless <laughs> for, for for lack of a better word they don't have the federal government issues gui guidelines. They don't. It's almost powerless in as far as the healthcare system on the daily lives of, of Americans. So they can give guidelines, but the healthcare system is private. So really, the the action will come from the states themselves or the city governments or local authorities. So it, and so it's not. The coordination has been very poor. The the right. issue isn't the issue that there is a global shortage of testing kits. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good point. But I mean, we had how many weeks have we had watching this thing from China, like happening in China? Like they had weeks, probably mm. even months. Um, uh, but is, listen, what is really no excuse? Is, uh, uh, like what they have done here, they ha they have an information page like. Uh, 
you know you can call or you can go to this page and look at your symptoms for example if you if you have yeah. a running nose you most likely have a flu if you have oh, the symptoms okay. of the flu without the running nose you have it's very likely that you have coronavirus so what we are doing is social distancing for example us guys do not plan to go to see our to see my my parents in law for the next four weeks yeah and and uh, people are actually not uh, for example uh, doing uh, meetings or um, or huge gatherings it's not the government that has decided this people have decided for themselves yeah. so the government has not shut schools they have not i mean mm. they have not shut daycares people decide so for people themselves. are still going to school people are still going to school but uh, then the the some schools have taken the initiative if you want to stay home you can do distance learning so a lot of people are opting for distance learning in unis and this is what is you know pretty much all the western governments have been doing italy spain that's all that, that's how they all started but now you're seeing they are all going towards the method of china or south korea where they're quarantining a whole nation spain Italy started and then now it's Spain. Um, you can't really leave your house anymore. So I, I think what, you know, these Western, you know, because civil liberties are very big in the West. You know, the, the people want to be able to move around. You don't want the state to tell you what to do or what not to do. But in a crisis like this, eventually, um, that's the only way out. I, I, I disagree uh, because here now trains are empty trains are empty buses are empty and uh, you can see on 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 like facebook the 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 foreigners are freaking out but the Finns are seeing this as uh, like a natural thing we are and Finns are not social like you're told okay don't meet your family they're like oh great you know <laughs> so uh, like even the 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 only thing that is so packed right now is the uh, supermarkets for example but all other places are very empty like people have quarantined themselves already wow okay yeah Eunice, thank you so, thank much. You so much for sharing eh yeah it was both said and i uh, wish you all the best and uh, get well soon get well soon thank you thanks everybody for being here today sharing your thoughts your concerns fears about what's going on around the world today and i hope that in the next few days next few weeks to come that um, we are all safe and that we can all still be able to live our daily lives as as best as we can for those who are listening to the episode today thank you and we hope that you catch us on the next one thanks for listening to the podcast we hope it was fun enjoyable and insightful for social media links our pages kenyanvoices.simplecast.com again it's kenyanvoices.simplecast.com Feel free to ask questions, share with your friends, and let us know what you think. A new episode alerts, do not forget to subscribe.